to create better, create better family, health, business, and self. Hi, welcome to Lane's Kitchen Table. I am so honored to have you here with us today where we talk about the business of real life. And I am just very excited today because we have a guest who is a mentor to me and a friend. Teresa DeGorbois is an international speaker. She's started by entrepreneurs and large corporations wanting to better understand how local word of mouth can suddenly turn epidemic. Specializing in topics like influence and success, Teresa has a proven track record in understanding word of mouth epidemics. And she's taken three of her own books to bestseller status in only eight months. Teresa teaches business and marketing courses around the globe, including teaching courses to startup entrepreneurs in developing countries. And she is the chair of the Evolutionary Business Council. And I am just so honored to have her here with us today because you do not want to miss this. If you want to change your business, to change your own influence, you have to listen. So here we go. Teresa, I am so honored to have you on my show today. Thank you for joining us. Oh, it's great to be here, Elaine. I'm just going to jump right into it. I know that you are releasing a book. Can you tell us the title of your book? Oh, it's called Mass Influence, The Habits of the Highly Influential. I love it. I love it. Let's, let's talk about influence, Teresa. What is it that is so important about influence? As an influencer... Why would someone in business want to be a person of influence? Oh, I love that question. You know, one of the reasons I wrote this book was because as I was learning and uh, studying influence, I started realizing that influential people actually play by a whole separate set of rules. It's almost like they've got a game of hockey going on and the rest of us have only ever learned basketball. And when you step out on the hockey rink carrying your basketball and fall on your butt, sitting there wondering why everybody's shooting pucks at you, it can be a little disconcerting. (laughs) So, you know, what I really wanted to do with this book was have the average entrepreneur or, you know, person in business, especially those wanting to step into leadership and, and create change or cause something to happen in the world, understand that influence is really quite simple to learn, especially mass influence, if you want to get into the highly influential realm. And it's really, you know, it's as simple as breathing once you get the main principles and how easy it is. Thank you. So that's going to lead into my next question. What would you say are those top three tips to become a person of influence? Well, you know, the first one is when you look at highly influential people, they solve a really big problem for the world. And they do it in a really specific way right? Like we could look at examples all over the world, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. may have stood for racial equality, but he did did it by taking on the Montgomery, Alabama bus system, right? And to bring that example into the entrepreneurial world, you know, I love the work that Judy von Niekirk is doing out of London, right? She's uh, creating the digital bra, believe it or not, like talk about a topic relevant to women, right? But if you knew Judy's story, Judy's actually a survivor of one of the most horrific incest stories I've ever heard. And, um, and in a powerful way, you know, it's, it's, it's really inspiring to hear a woman talk about, you know, the whole notion that we are not what happens to us, you know. And, um, 
you know, one of the things Judy is really passionate about is empowering women not to A, put ourselves at risk or B, hurt ourselves, you know. And she started talking to women and she found out that, you know, 80% of women complain that their bra hurts. And a huge part of um, keeping our breasts healthy and not ending up with breast cancer and all kinds of other issues and problems that can happen with breasts is having a properly fitted, comfortable bra, right? And and she started looking at, you know, as a already successful entrepreneur, I mean, she ran a, a, a winery in South Africa that was a multi-million dollar business, right? So, you know, as an entrepreneur that really understands how to put a business together, she decided, well, we have the technology you know, we can use smartphones to scan and give perfect sizing on people. So she went out and developed an app that can do custom sizing for women, and it's all secure, right? And um, as a result, she's just launching a big campaign to fund creating custom-fitted digital bras for women, you know, where you end up with perfectly fitted um, bras built with, you know, microfibers that are healthy and clean, etc. So it's interesting because her bigger mission in life is to really empower women. But she's doing it in such a specific way. I'm, uh, I'm excited to see, you know, how successful her Kickstarter campaign is going to be around this, but I'm going to predict that women are going to come to it in droves. That's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So I love that you said, you know, solving a, a big problem in a specific way, and that is is one of the definitions of an influential person. Yeah. And do you have any other tips on, on becoming that influential person? Well, another really big one would be authenticity. Um, you know, everyone in the empowerment or transformational movement or business and success experts everywhere are talking about authenticity. There's probably a million definitions of what it means out there. Um, here's mine. You know, authenticity is your inside voice saying the same thing as your outside voice. Mm. That is right? a, a beautiful definition. Yeah. And, you know, it's our inner dialogue that often keeps us from being influential, you know. And, and I, one of the reasons I wrote this book, Mass Influence, is I see so many good people stopping themselves from stepping into influence because they have a lot of, a lot of inner dialogue that gets in the way. Right. I'm not important. I'm too uh, stupid. I'm too small. I don't have enough credentials. I can't possibly... Uh, be a good enough business person to pull this off. No one's going to take me seriously anyway. Especially we as women are like hardwired with a whole bucket load of inner dialogue that stops us from really stepping into positions of authority, positions of influence that can really cause change in the world. I mean, you're such a great example of this, Elaine. I love the work you're doing and it's taken some real courage for you to actually step up the game and look at what Easy Daisy d- does in the world and how important it is to the world, right? Like, boy, as a mom of two teenage uh, age children, I remember talking to you thinking, gosh, I so wish your product had been on the market 15 years ago, <laughs> you know, because we struggle as parents. How do we teach our kids in a really empowering and, you know, self-esteem nurturing way how to move through their days powerfully. You know, I've got a teenager in bed downstairs and I'm thinking, (laughs) if only I had gotten to her at the age of two, how to create powerful routine in your life, right? And, um, but you know, the interesting thing about influence is 
you know, when good people stop themselves from stepping up and playing the bigger game, you know, really the only people on this planet that don't have inner dialogue that stop them from becoming influential are sociopaths, right? Because sociopaths are kind of hardwired to have very selfish inner dialogue. Um, it's one of the characteristics of a sociopath, right? So the average person out there has a lot of self-doubt, self-questioning. It's, it's part of our humanity and it's not serving your ability to help others because when you really get in service of others, that's when influence flows to you. I, I love that. When you get into the service of others, that's when influence. I love that. You're giving me so many great quotables right now. Is that a word, <laughs> quotables? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, well, we'll make it one. <laughs> well, I, you're, you're just amazing. I, I know that I already grabbed at least three or four nuggets from listening to you. You are you are very inspiring, Teresa, and um, thank you for being that influence in my life. I just have to add that right now. <laughs> you're so welcome, Elaine. Thank you for the work you're doing. I mean, it's you know, it's interesting because you know a lot. You see a lot of people out there that say, "Well, I, I want to do this," and they give a very general and vague you know, thing that they want to stand for, which is wonderful. You know, I love what you stand for that you want to empower mothers to really powerfully work with their children on creating routine in their lives, which is a fundamental skill in building self-esteem, right? Which, you know, when you think about it, if everybody on this planet had self-esteem, what would, what would our world look like, right? I mean, isn't that cool? And I love that you've done it in such a specific way. Thank you. You know, and really that's such a great role model of what building influence is all about. Because it's so easy when we've got something to sink our teeth into, a specific issue, a specific problem, to have word of mouth epidemic happen around it. Yes, and let's 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 lead into that. In your in your newest book called Mass Influence, the key habits to becoming highly influential in your field, you reveal the mind of influential people, showing how they think, what their habits are, and how they allow people how they allow people into their world of influence. So being a person of influence is something we would all like to strive to be. And it begins with meeting them. And, and how do we do that? How, how do we meet these people? Can you please share one powerful strategy to our listeners that they can take away with them on how to get top influencers in their industry to want to have a, a relationship with them? Yeah, I love that question. In fact, I think this is one of the most powerful topics that, that my book takes on, right? Which is most people get stopped when they're trying to meet influential people. And it's because, you know, we, we're hardwired with this rule book that we learned when we were in kindergarten about reciprocity. You know, I do something nice for you, you do something nice for me. And it's this, it's this set of rules that we learn in the playground. And, you know, fast forward, we then learn a, an etiquette when we first start learning to network in business. Um, you know, we learn, for example, that it's a really great thing when you meet a colleague that you want to connect with to offer to buy them lunch or a coffee. And in the world of influence, that starts becoming an inappropriate behavior, right? Like I, I think we all know if you offer to buy Oprah Winfrey a coffee, her gatekeepers get in the way faster than you could say restraining order, right? <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I want to leave your listeners with a really clear takeaway here because when you get this, you will never make this mistake again 
you know, and a lot of people in, in business, well, not only in business, in every aspect of generating influence in their life, make the mistake when they meet highly influential people, uh, what I would affectionately call the premature ask, right? And people always laugh when I say that, the premature what? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, the premature ask is like the equivalent of you've just moved into a new house and the neighbor comes by and they immediately say, wow, I love that car you've got parked out front. I can't wait to borrow that baby. Oh, dear. <laughs> and people do this to influencers all the time, right? You'll be at a big networking event, and usually the guest of honor is one of the most influential people in the room, and they'll walk off stage and there'll be a lineup of people there waiting to speak to them, and half those people will have a book or a CD in their hand or they're wanting to buy them a coffee or lunch because those are all things we were learn- learned in networking were nice gestures to do for other people. But what we need to understand is that influencers value their time very differently because one of the main habits of influence is that they tend to deal with people, people of mass influence, deal with people in a one-to-many fashion. So they don't deal with one-on-one interactions in the same way. And, you know, offering an influence your book or your CD is a lot like going over to the new neighbor and saying, oh, you are going to love my kids. You're so going to enjoy babysitting them. <laughs> Right, <laughs> And it lands the same way. Really, a lot of the things that we learned were good etiquette in life land like you're actually asking something, even though you might have the greatest kids in the world and they might be really fun. Putting it forward in that way is actually a form of premature ask. And you want to actually kickstart any relationship with offering something, not with asking. It's what we naturally do as human beings anyway. But influencers deal in the realm of influence. So offer them influence. I, I love that offer and not take. Mm-hmm. And I, I loved your examples there too. <laughs> yeah, so dear. Wow. Um, thank you. I, I know that our listeners, including myself, will definitely take that tidbit. And and it's funny because this is exactly how I created this podcast. And, and, and I know, Teresa, you are probably the person that probably has so many offers of people saying, can I take you for coffee and pick your brain? It gets a bit overwhelming. As much as you love coffee, you just don't want it 16 times a day. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, dear. Even though I will say that I do drink about eight cups of coffee a day sometimes. It's awful. But I'm going to touch on your eureka moment. I want to know... And I'm sure our listeners do too. What is the best lesson in in business or in parenting that you have learned from a mentor or from your own journey that makes you who you are today? Oh, what a fabulous question. You know, I think for me, um, my biggest Eureka moment, I would have to scale back in time to what I now affectionately call my really bad year. Hmm. You know, and it was... um, Oh, probably 13, 14 years ago. And, um, you know, in the first half, half of that year, I lost my father, my marriage had fallen apart, my business had failed, and I lost my health. <sighs> and I remember there was one specific night, it's probably midnight, and I'm sitting in the bathroom of my post-marriage breakup condo. I'm surrounded by tools because I've always been a renovator, and this bathroom is going to be my latest project. And, uh, and I, you know, I literally have tears streaming down my face 
because the only thought in my head is it's me that needs renovating. Mm. And I'm thinking about, you know, the last, you know, 15, 20 years of my life, I've got all the outward trappings of success, you know, the big house, the nice car, the healthy six-figure income, Um, you know, I've got two great kids, and I'm really realizing how dead I feel inside. And if I'm ever going to be happy again and a decent mother to my children, I really get that it's me that needs renovating. Mm. And uh, I remember walking into the bedroom of my sleeping children and making the promise to myself right then and right there that I was going to be my next project. And uh, I think that was one of the most important moments of my life because I started doing every self-help course under the sun. I actually went back and did a whole certificate in mediation because I've always been a conflict avoider and I needed, knew I needed to get that addressed. Mm. Um, you know, I started getting a lot more serious about my yoga and my health. And I started just like leaning in to things that I loved and, and you know, finding myself and figuring out what is it that I really want to do in the world. And it was through that journey that I really discovered, A, what I'm really good at is is creating influence and movements around things. And when I applied that to um, something that had great meaning to me, you know, helping good people step into thought leadership and and really pushing out new ideas and new ways of thinking and, and, and really causing shift on this beautiful planet of ours, that that so lit me up that my own influence started flowing to me in massive quantities and really I've never looked back. Uh, that's, that's absolutely beautiful. I love how you, you called it self-renovation and, and <laughs> leaning, leaning in, like just like being proactive, not sitting back and watching things happen to you, but leaning in and being actively a participant in your own life to make yeah. that change. I, that is very beautiful. And I, I, I can't even imagine what a, a screaming example that is to your daughters. Thank you for sharing that with us, Teresa. Oh, you're very welcome. You know, I, I think one of the biggest things I've learned in my life is um, that you need to be the person you want your daughters to become. Yes, yes, and yes. And I, I, I live by that, becoming that person that I want my children to be. I think that's absolutely a great way to sum this up. <laughs> Thank you. Teresa, I I know that our listeners would love to know where to get your book, your newest book coming up, and I'm so honored. I, I'm excited. I will be first in line to buy it. But, but please tell us, where can we find this Mass Influence, the book? Thanks, Elaine. You can actually already pre-order it. It's at massinfluencethebook.com. Perfect. I will have this, your websites, all of them on my show notes as well on iTunes. And uh, it has been truly an honor and a blessing to have you on our show today. Oh, it's been my joy. And so thank you for joining us today. And I am very sure that there's some nugget that you have grabbed today listening to Teresa. And thank you for tuning in. And I hope that you've been inspired in the business of real life. Thank you. I love hearing from you, so please do find me on Twitter at Chat with Elaine or on Facebook at Elaine's Kitchen Table and let me know what your thoughts were about our conversation today. And also, I'd be so grateful if you can leave a rating on iTunes and leaving a comment as well. 
and then I would be so honored to thank you on our next podcast. So thank you very much for tuning in. Have a great day. Bye.